Hello Kingdom Hearts fans, and welcome to yet another mini-series. This time, I'm going to be talking about what makes Kingdom Hearts so enjoyable, aside from gameplay and Disney commercialism, those being the characters. It may not sound like it, but the Kingdom Hearts series has given us many great and beloved characters throughout its 20-year legacy, so much so that it'd be impossible for me to do a simple top 10 list. So to compensate, I'll be dividing each character based on who they are in terms of context. For this episode, I'm going to be listing my top 10 favorite heroes from the Kingdom Hearts series. Now, what defines as a hero, you may ask? Well, for me, the character either has to be playable in a certain game, or done enough good to leave a positive impact on the overall narrative. So yeah, it goes without saying that no villains will be featured on this list. Additionally, no Disney characters will be featured as well, simply because they deserve their own list. Besides, there's only a handful or two of Disney characters that actually matter, but we'll get to that eventually. Once more, everything I say is just my opinion, so if you disagree on how I rank these characters, that's fine. With that said, who is the best protagonist out of all the Kingdom Hearts games? I'm Eric from Geeks Crossing, and these are my top 10 favorite heroes from the Kingdom Hearts series. Of course, before we get to my list, we have honorable mentions, starting with Master Ericus, the former master of Terra, Ventus, and Aqua, and one of the core characters from Birth by Sleep. Ericus is a very skilled Keyblade master who wants nothing but the best for his students. However, his fixation on trying to get rid of darkness caused a lot of friction between him and his students, especially Terra. Doesn't help that he tried killing Ven in order to stop Xehanort from reaching his goal. Thankfully, Ericus realized the error of his ways and makes amends with those he cares about, including Xehanort. By the way, Ericus, are you that fucking forgiving of Xehanort killing you? Next, we have Ansem the Wise, or Diz, as he was called in Chain of Memories. And to be more accurate, the real Ansem. A scientist who performed unethical experiments on the heart, which led to him being disowned by his pupils, mostly Xehanort. Yeah, it was kind of his fault that the original organization was formed, but he made up for his actions in Kingdom Hearts 2. Of course, I'm talking about when he foiled Xemnas and his plan on collecting hearts. Thankfully in Kingdom Hearts 3, he finally made amends with his pupils and those he tormented. Our last honorable mention is Ephemer from Union Cross. Okay, I still don't give a shit about Union Cross, but I will admit, Ephemer is an interesting character. A young Keyblade wielder who was chosen by Master Appa to lead the Dandelions after the Keyblade War. He was pretty much that complicated leader who tries to figure out what's best for him and his other leaders. Ephemer also single-handedly rebuilt Daybreak Town, but as Scala and Kylum, which is something I wasn't expecting. Spoilers to anyone who hasn't seen the Union Cross finale. <laughs> Unfortunately, we don't see Ephemer do much outside of Union Cross, except for that one moment in Kingdom Hearts 3 where he summoned a thousand Keyblades and helped Sword defeat the Demon Tide. Who knows, maybe he'll still be relevant in the next saga, but until then, he'll be an honorable mention. Alright, now we can start my list. At the number 10 spot, we have Terra, a Keyblade wielder who dreams of becoming a Keyblade master like his teacher slash father figure Ericus. However, Terra is constantly conflicted with the darkness in his heart, making things more complicated for Ericus, his friends, and even himself. But not to Xehanort, oh no. The reason I put Terra this low is because of how gullible and shallow he was in Birth by Sleep. His whole story was about him trying to control the darkness in his heart, but keeps getting manipulated by Xehanort or whatever Disney villain he comes across. Basically, is the dark path the right choice or not? He's literally Anakin Skywalker from the Star Wars prequels. Doesn't help that he accidentally kills Ericus before realizing he was tricked by Xehanort. This led to a very unfortunate fate for him. At the end of Birth by Sleep, Terra's body gets possessed by Xehanort and he used his body to continue his evil plans. It looked like Terra was gone for good, until he somehow maintained his willpower in his Keyblade armor. Of course, I'm talking about the Lingering Will, which haunted the Keyblade graveyard for years. 
But in Kingdom Hearts 3, we learn that Terra was actually the Guardian who served Xehanort and his Heartless for years. That is until he finally rebelled against his master and with help from Sora, Terra regained his body back and helped the rest of the Guardians during the final battle. That shit blew my mind the first time I saw it, and it was great to see Terra finally receive justice. Still, Terra has other good qualities aside from what I said. For one thing, he does care about his friends and he's willing to protect them no matter the cost. He's also the one who gave Riku the power to wield the Keyblade. Even though I'm still iffy with how he was portrayed back then, Terra's redemption helps him earn a spot on my list. Next, we have Namine, a very underrated character in my opinion, being the nobody of Kairi. Namine was created when Sora released his and Kairi's heart back in Kingdom Hearts 1, making her very special unlike other nobodies, including having the power to create and alter memories, which played a key role in Chain of Memories. She was held hostage by the organization and was forced to manipulate Sora's memories as part of Marluxia's plan to overthrow his superiors. In Nominate's defense, she didn't want to do it, but she was talked into doing it anyway because she was lonely. Mind you that the gap between Kingdom Hearts 1 and Chain of Memories isn't that long. Even so, Nominate felt terrible for what she did and was willing to atone for her mistakes by offering to fix Sora's memories, even though they both knew it would end in Sora forgetting her. At least he promised to thank her when the time comes. Easier said than done, though. Nominate got more development in Kingdom Hearts 2 where she meets Roxas and tells him the truth about his existence, as grim and disturbing as it was. She later helped Kairi escape the organization's prison and even reunites with Sora, though it was mostly about seeing Roxas again. At least them joining hearts helped Sora remember who she was. Unfortunately, Nominate was kind of irrelevant since then. Doesn't help that she was barely shown in Kingdom Hearts 3, until in Remind it turns out that she was the one who sent the Lingering Will to save the Guardians from Terra North showing that even though she couldn't be there physically, she always finds a way to help those in need. Just like with other characters we'll get to later, Nominate went from being a nobody to her own person by the end of Kingdom Hearts 3, and no longer has to feel alone. A great resolution to one of the most underrated characters. Taking the number 8 spot, we have Xion, easily one of the most forgettable characters, and I do mean that both figuratively and literally. Number 14 of the original Organization 13. Unlike other nobodies, Xion was actually a clone of Roxas created with Sora's memories of Kairi, hence why she looks like a black-haired Kairi and could wield a Keyblade. She was simply made as a backup plan to collect hearts for the organization in case Roxas failed. Obviously, the two were oblivious to that, but as time went on, Xion becomes more self-aware which tampers her friendships with Roxas and Axel, even going as far as trying to kill Roxas in order to be complete. Afterwards, she immediately regrets it and dies, thus being erased from everyone's memory, she was later brought back in Kingdom Hearts 3 as the 13th member for the True Organization, but had no memories of her previous life. Thankfully, her encounter with Sora helped regain her memories, and everyone starts to remember who she is. That was very wholesome to watch. And on top of that, she got to be her own person at the end. Xion literally went from being one of those toys you forgot you even had, to a strong and heartwarming person. Admittedly, it does seem a bit rushed given how irrelevant she was between Kingdom Hearts 2 and 3. Still, I'm glad Xion got her own happy ending, so to speak. It pains me to do this, but at number 7, we have Kairi. You have no idea how much it hurts to rank Kairi this low, but I have no choice. Kairi was originally from Raiding Garden before being sent to the Destiny Islands where she met Sora and Riku. Kairi is without a doubt the most important person in Sora's life, as it was her abduction that led to Sora going on his journey in the first place. Being one of the seven princesses of heart, Kairi also has a heart of pure light, which played a big role in the first game. In Kingdom Hearts 2, Kairi's role was pretty much the same, except she was given a keyboy to defend for herself. This led to her very controversial role in Kingdom Hearts 3, where she not only resumes her role as being one of the seven pure hearts, but actually decides to fight alongside the other Guardians of Light in the second Keyblade War. However, her performance was very lackluster to say the least, especially when she gets kidnapped again and killed by Xehanort afterwards. Before that, Kairi did help Sora hold on to his heart 
and body for that matter, when he was lost in the final world. After all, she did say she was going to protect him, but Remind finally gave Kyrie some much needed development, as she was able to hold her own against Xemnas and help Sora defeat Xehanort once and for all. That was fucking awesome. Sadly, it all goes downhill thanks to Melody and Memory. Seriously, why'd you have to treat Kyrie dirty like that? Still, no matter what dilemma our heroes find themselves in, Kyrie is still willing to help out in any way she can, and I remain optimistic that we'll see her do great things in future games. Next up, we have everyone's favorite waifu, I mean, female protagonist, Aqua. This character has been through a lot over the course of the series, acting as a sister-slash-mother figure to her friends, the star pupil of Master Ericus, and going through hell for many years, quite literally in this case. In Birth by Sleep, she was taxed with trying to keep an eye on Terra, and at the same time bring Ven home, but she was constantly conflicted between her duties and trying to reconcile with her friends. She does eventually stand up for her friends when trying to free Ven when he was fused with Vanitas, or most famously, or infamously depending on how you view it, banishing herself to the Realm of Darkness so she can save Terra, who is still under Xehanort's control. This led to Aqua being lost in the Realm of Darkness for over 10 years, and you know what? She was okay with it knowing that eventually she'd be saved, and that there were other wielders keeping the light safe. However, the reason I ranked her below the top 5 is because of her out-of-character moment in Kingdom Hearts 3, in which she gets corrupted by Ansem's Seeker of Darkness and tried to kill Riku and Mickey who were trying to help her. To be fair, she was abandoned for years so I can understand why she was fucking pissed. Still, it's hard to see Aqua act this way, knowing she's a very kind-hearted person. Thankfully, it doesn't last long, and thanks to Sora, Aqua returns to a rumble light and reunites with her friends, I also really love the bond she established with Kairi ever since their brief encounter in Birth by Sleep, and judging by the ending of Melody of Memory, Aqua is still an inspiration for Kairi as she decides to seek training from her. Hey, I'm all for it. Just don't overhype it. <laughs> Starting off the top 5, we have Ventus, or Ven as everyone calls him. This kid can never catch a break, can he? He was a kind and lonely boy who was originally a pupil of the Xehanort, before being taken under Ericus's wing. There, he meets his two best friends, Terra and Aqua. Unfortunately, he was always sheltered by Ericus and wasn't allowed to pretty much do anything on his own. Until he was provoked by his literal dark side Vanitas into leaving home so he can go after Terra. Eventually, Ven learns that he was actually part of Xehanort's plan at recreating the Almighty Keyblade, and needs to clash with Vanitas in order to forge it. Wow, imagine finding out the whole reason you're sheltered was because you're needed to create a weapon. That's fucked up. Despite that, Ven believed that the best thing to do was to face Vanitas head on, even if it meant losing his life. Sure enough, he did, and he was left comatose for years. God, this is more depressing the more I think about it, because all Ven wanted to do was make friends. Thank God in Kingdom Hearts 3, we got to see Ven wake up after Sora used the power of waking. And let me tell you, I love the bond between Sora and Ven, because they're both naive, carefree, and willing to go the extreme route to help their friends. In fact, Sora kept Ven's heart within him for over 10 years, until it was time to use the power of waking. Also, that's kind of the reason why Roxas looks like Ven, in case it wasn't obvious already. And thanks to Sora, Ven can finally live at peace with his friends and charity. Speaking of which, thanks to Union Cross, we learned there's more to Ven than we thought was possible. Oh my fucking god, how am I going to explain this to Matt? Shout out to Matt. Love you, buddy. Anyway, let's move on. At number 4, we have a tie between Axel and Lee, who are pretty much the same character, let's be real. Originally number 8 from the first organization, Axel was first seen as an antagonist in Chain of Memories, until we learned he was acting like a double agent where he not only followed Marluxia's orders, but exposed him and his plan of overthrowing the organization. But Kingdom Hearts 2 and Days gave Axel more development, thanks to his friendships with Roxas and Shion. Especially the first one, because I swear, people can't get enough of Axel and Roxas. Take that out of context if you want. <laughs> but in all seriousness, it was great to see Axel prove that he's more than just a carefree, sarcastic punk, but a guy who values what little friendships he has, even going as far as to kidnap Kairi because he believed it would trigger Roxas out of Sora. 
Of course, Axel immediately regrets it and sacrifices himself to save Sora near the end of Kingdom Hearts 2. It looked like it was going to be the end for Axel, until in Dream Drop Distance where he was revived as Lee and started training to become a Keyblade wielder. But unlike Kyrie in Kingdom Hearts 3, Lee actually showed the results of his training. By then, he finally evolves from his role as being an anti-hero, and finally reunites with his friends, including Syax, who he had a very complicated history with. Lee also earns a spot this high because he's the most self-aware character in the entire series. Seriously, Lee questioning all the convoluted stuff that's been going on was the fucking best. Never change, Lee. Got it memorized? <laughs> in third place, we have everyone's favorite character, Roxas. Yeah, I think I just pissed off a lot of people for not ranking him as number one. Whatever, it won't be the first time we do something like this. <laughs> Even though Roxas may not be my favorite character overall, he definitely earns the title as the most tragic character. Being created the same way Nominate was made, Roxas started off as an empty vessel without any purpose, until he became the 13th member of the first organization, in which he began collecting hearts for Xemnas. Still, Roxas was more focused on hanging out with his friends and trying to figure out the purpose of his existence. Sadly, Roxas learns that the truth can hurt and tries to rebel against Xemnas and the organization, only to be stopped by Riku, who he and Diz need in order to wake up Sora. Kingdom Hearts 2 has given Roxas a new life, so to speak, where he believed he was a normal kid living in Twilight Town. Of course, he eventually learns that once again, his life is a lie and was forced to disappear so Sora can be awakened. I honestly felt so bad for Roxas, because all he wanted to do was live a normal life and hang out with his friends. But no, he was forced to give up everything he had simply because he was a nobody. But Roxas proved that nobodies can develop feelings of their own, or hearts of their own in this case. Which is why in Kingdom Hearts 3, Sora made a personal goal of his at trying to revive Roxas, knowing that he deserves to be his own person. And at the end, it ultimately paid off. Because thanks to Sora's connections and help from his former organization colleagues, Roxas was finally revived. And my god, calling his return epic would be an understatement. Now he can finally live the life he dreamed of without anyone putting him down. Believe me, Roxas has every right to be at the number one spot. But the two characters above him are ones I feel a bit more attached to. The runner-up for my favorite Kingdom Hearts hero is Riku. This shouldn't surprise anyone because this guy has one of the best developments we've seen throughout the series. Starting off as an edgy teen who yearned to leave the Destiny Islands and see other worlds with his friends. But, his obsession is what caused the darkness to take control of his heart and eventually be possessed by Ansem. Thankfully, he had his best friend Sora to help light his way back to redemption, and I do mean that shit literally. Afterwards, Riku found himself in a moral complex as he had trouble accepting the darkness within him, fearing he would lose self-control again. Especially in Chain of Memories, though he does eventually accept his dark powers, it led to a very unfortunate fate in Kingdom Hearts 2, where Riku took on the appearance of Ansem in order to use the darkness. You wouldn't believe how mind-blowing that shit was playing that game for the first time. But don't worry, he does eventually regain his normal appearance thanks to his friends and Ansem the Wise. However, I feel like we got to see Riku shine the most in Dream Drop Distance, as the Mark of Mastery exam was not just a test to see if Riku had what it takes to be a Keyblade Master, but to see if he could channel the darkness for good and not let the past haunt him. It wasn't easy, but Riku proved himself at the end, as shown when he helped save Sora from Xehanort's Wrath and became a Keyblade Master in the process. Honestly, he deserved it given all the shit he went through. Going from an edgy teen to an apprehensive guy, to now a full-fledged Keyblade Master who's willing to fight for the light and those he cares about, as shown in Kingdom Hearts 3. It was very tempting to put Riku as number one, but there's one character left that deserves it. And taking that number one spot, we of course have the one, the only, okay that's a bit of a stretch, Sora. Honestly, are you guys that surprised? Sora is easily one of the best characters from the series, he started off as a boy who wanted nothing more than to visit other worlds with his best friends, but once he obtained the Keyblade, his life changed forever. There's a lot to love about Sora that I don't know where to start, but I guess I can start with his development throughout the series. 
Starting off as a caring yet naive boy in Kingdom Hearts 1, to a more capable and serious person in Kingdom Hearts 2. But in Kingdom Hearts 3, we got to see Sora mature the most, as he tries to redeem himself after his lackluster performance in Dream Drop Distance, but with trial and error and the support from his friends, Sora always finds a way to triumph at the end. Although, most people like to shit on Sora for acting carefree and reckless, but I see those as positive things if anything. Sora is the type of guy who always remains optimistic, even during hard times, and that's something we should all get inspired from. In fact, Sora is one of my inspirations in life because of his optimism. But the one thing I love about Sora the most would be his devotion to his friends. Sora will go above and beyond to help his friends, and we've seen that shit from time to time, especially if it means giving up his own life to save another. Anyone who's willing to die more than twice to save his friends is a real one in my book. Not to mention all the connections he made throughout the years. Seriously, if you think Sora inspires people in real life, just imagine how much of an impact this guy leaves at every world he visits. And if it wasn't obvious already, Sora is pretty much the savior of every character I mention. Without him, these characters would probably still be suffering as we speak. And yeah, it's kind of ironic how Sora ends up saving everyone but couldn't save himself in Kingdom Hearts 3. But you know what? It works. I don't know what else to say. Sora is that great of a character and he deserves the title as not just my favorite hero, but my favorite Kingdom Hearts character in general. With that said, my list has been concluded. Even though most of these characters have flaws, they are what make the series very enjoyable, as some fans only play these games just to see how their favorite characters are handled, which makes me more excited to see what roles they'll play in the next saga. Granted, it does sound like most of these characters have finished arcs, but you never know. Anyway, who are some of your favorite heroes from the Kingdom Hearts games? Feel free to let us know on our Discord server, and follow us on Instagram, at Geeks Crossing. Continue to support us on all major platforms such as Anchor, Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, Amazon Music, Audible, iHeartRadio, or whatever platform you're using right now. Tell your friends and family about us, especially any Roxas or Riku fanboys you know. <laughs> also, check out Nuclear Bacons, Cryptwalk Games, and Carabyte on Twitch. Thank you for listening, and may your heart be your guiding key.